Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Daisy Espana, with co-host Ben Rengo. Wow. What's up, Daisy? That was your first ever intro for a Bridge the City episode. Super exciting. You did a great job. I know, right? Thank you. And that was just like your first time, no practice or anything, right? No practice. And All you me. memorized the mission and everything. You didn't even have to read from a script, right? Exactly. Wow, so impressive. That's why you're a producer here. So let's tell the folks, uh, what is this episode about? Who are we interviewing today? So for this episode, we interviewed Nancy Ritana with Clean Wisconsin. Yeah, and you brought this interview up to the team. Why were you interested in having this conversation with Nancy? I was interested in interviewing Nancy because I went to a common council meeting where they had adopted the climate equity plan, and I wanted to learn more about what that meant for Milwaukee and how residents can get involved. Awesome. And you do learn that and more on this episode. So stay tuned to learn more about what our city is doing to address climate change. But before we do that, Daisy, can I ask you something? Sure. Are you a coffee drinker by chance? Absolutely not. Okay. What about tea? I do like some. Okay, good. I also love a good warm cup of tea. Um, And when's the last time you went to like a cafe and bought some tea? This morning, actually. Kid you not, this was not set up. She did go this morning and got some tea. And do you remember about how much? You don't have to put all your business out there, but like how much did you spend on that tea? Like close to $5. $5. Did you know that instead of spending that money on tea at just $4.14, you can become a patron at Bridges City at patreon.com slash Bridges City. $4.14. Daisy, did you know that? Yes, I did know oh, okay, that. Okay, good, good. But to all our listeners, definitely consider becoming a supporter of our community-led grassroots journalism on Patreon. Wow. Nice job, Daisy. Already uh, becoming an avid promoter of our good work here. And so with that, oh, there is one other thing I forgot to mention. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, the Shepherd Express has a Best of Milwaukee series. If you're from Milwaukee, you're probably familiar. Well, under the City Confidential section, you can nominate Bridge the City as the best podcast in Milwaukee. And of course, you're listening to us, so you have to at least assume Bridge the City is up there in the top five. Who knows? So right now, there's just a nomination process through October 12th. Perhaps you're listening to this after the 12th. Go back to Shepherd Express and see if we made it and maybe vote for us as the best podcast in Milwaukee. And now with that, Here's our conversation with Nancy from Clean, Wisconsin. Thank you so much, Nancy, for being on Bridge the City. We're so excited to have you. Do you want to just start off by introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, great. Well, thank you guys for having me. Uh, my name is Nancy Ritana. I am the Resilient Communities Program Director with Clean, Wisconsin. A uh, little personal background, I am a first-gen, long-life resident of Wisconsin, I am originally born in Kenosha County, but have uh, attended school up here in Milwaukee. I've been up here traveling for the last couple of years, and now I officially live here, and I work primarily on Milwaukee's north side. 
Yeah, and uh, talk a little bit more about Clean Wisconsin and what the organization does. Yeah, so as the director of the Resilient Communities Program, I have a really uh, unique focus on environmental justice as it relates to building resilience for the underserved, underrepresented communities in Milwaukee and other urban areas in Wisconsin. As the Resilient Communities Director, we work to um, center neighborhood voices as they prepare for extreme weather events now and in the future. We work with a variety of different stakeholders and partners with the primary goal of supporting community resilience. So I've been working very closely with grassroots community leaders and organizers, and I also work with uh, local municipalities such as the Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewer Ridge District, the city and county of Milwaukee, and also other related environmental justice partners and organizations. So uh, Clean Wisconsin has been around for over 50 years, and they've worked with local and state leaders to drive environmental policy change, uh, defended Wisconsin's environment through strong, effective litigation, and it's kept its members and the public informed about important environmental issues that affect the state of Wisconsin. So we have a robust uh, legal team that has done uh, extensive work on landmark cases involving environmental decisions. We do a lot of our work with a science-based approach. We have a dedicated science director who has done some great meta-analysis and other related studies that are relevant not only for uh, my resilient communities work, but then also supporting clean air and clean water initiatives and policy change as well. Uh, We have a natural climate solutions manager, clean air and clean water directors. We drive a lot of policy change at the local and state and even federal level with our work in lobbying. So sounds like the people of Wisconsin can thank you and Clean Wisconsin for like just protecting the environment and, and taking care of, of the environment, which is one of Wisconsin's most precious resources, I would say. Um, and today we're excited to talk to you because we are learning a bit more about this climate equity plan that was recently passed by the Common Council. What role specifically did Clean Wisconsin and maybe other nonprofits or advocacy groups play in drafting or helping form the climate equity plan? Yeah, so um, nonprofit organizations played a key role in supporting not only the development of the plan, but actually pushing for implementation and adoption. You know, us as nonprofit organizations, we're in a unique opportunity where we can kind of press the issues more closely with our local and elected officials. Um, we, you know, we're kind of advocating for not only um, the overall climate and equity plan, but the fact that it was adopted as part of the city's comprehensive plan. That means that it will actually be implemented and not just, you know, sit on a shelf somewhere. As NGOs, we push for the execution and we push for the actual support by the our elected officials. And we organize the community around the hot topics and, you know, promote their civic engagement. I believe, you know, This work started around three or four years ago around drafting the plan um, that was started through the City County Task Force on Climate and Economic Equity. So my predecessor, uh, Pam Ritker de la Rosa, who now works with the city of Milwaukee, she and along with our other colleagues were on various work groups that were formed to develop the various strategies that are outlined in the plan. Uh, So that took a lot of volunteers, a lot of our own staff, you know, we have to support our municipal partners. Obviously, the city, the city's um, environmental collaboration office, you know, they have limited staff. So a lot of the work was done in addition to the in-house work that was done by the city, a lot of the NGOs and non-government organizations and also our citizen and resident input as well. So this recent ordinance that was adopted by the Common Council was sponsored by elder woman Dmitrievich. So, um, you know, this was a whole multi-year, multi-partner process that allowed for the plan to be finally adopted. And again, Clean Wisconsin has been a great advocate for supporting all of the work that was done to develop it. And now we're putting our 
I would you say it's not putting your money where your mouth is, but maybe it is where we're already doing the work around environmental justice, environmental equity, doing the work specifically targeting some of the big major ideas and just supporting the city in their implementation of the plan city and countywide. Yeah, and that's my my last follow-up question, which is essentially like the execution of the plan. So we'll get into the details of the plan in just a bit. There's 10 big ideas that are included in the climate equity plan. There's two main objectives that we're going to talk about. But in terms of executing the plan itself, I imagine the city of, or city of Milwaukee is not alone, right? And so talk a little bit about how will Clean Wisconsin and your organization continue to play a role in the execution of the plan? Or was your work more on like the preface, which like building the plan and the ideas and the working groups and stuff leading up to it? Well, as the Resilient Communities Program, we drive to center the voices of communities that are traditionally underserved in terms of climate change. So this is, the plan just outlines the work that we do in general. So Clean Wisconsin is not going to stop doing what we do um, as far as, you know, working with neighborhood-based organizations to connect the underserved communities with available tools and resources to make their homes and neighborhoods um, more resilient to climate change. Uh, like I mentioned previously, we partner with a very a lot of NGOs or non-government organizations. I'm on the Our Future Milwaukee Coalition, which was formed to push for the adoption and now implementation of the work that's being done. I don't see that ending anytime soon. Um, I'm on other various committees that have also supported the various strategies in the plan. So Clean Wisconsin will continue to play a key role in executing all of the strategies in the city of Milwaukee and supporting the city of Milwaukee's uh, environmental collaboration office. Quick question to follow that up. Do you know how many years exactly until, was it last week that it was passed? Yeah. Yeah, so it was adopted last week, and I know the the city-county task force was established approximately three years ago. So I believe three years ago was when, you know, actual process of planning, implementation, gathering input was being done. And up until, you know, last November, the city hosted a town hall to gather input on what was the almost completed draft of the plan. So, you know, it's been a multi-year, long-time project. And I appreciate you asking that question, Daisy, because I think for a lot of our listeners— You'll see a challenge in the city, although most challenges aren't as big as like the climate crisis, right? But like climate change is an issue that uh, we are experiencing literally right now with the amount of smoke coming from the Canadian wildfires, which will only be exacerbated and have been exacerbated by climate change. But people experience it and they think, oh, we need this. We need the government to solve this problem for us. Well, oftentimes it takes literally years, working groups, dozens of nonprofit organizations, community members getting involved to make a difference and, and implement that change. So Appreciate that question. So there are two primary objectives for the climate equity plan, right? One is to reduce community greenhouse gas emissions uh, 45% by 2030 and achieve net zero emissions by 2050. And second, to improve racial and economic equity by creating green jobs that pay at least $40,000 and are focused on recruiting local people of color. Can you tell us more about these objectives and how satisfied you and your organization are with them? Yeah, um, I'd say those are both really not only achievable goals, but something that we definitely need to prioritize in the face of climate change. Clean Wisconsin developed Roadmap to Zero plan that I would suggest our listeners to look into. But that Roadmap to Net Zero shows that transitioning to renewable energy needs to go hand in hand with using that energy more efficiently. Now, with implementation of uh, the strategies outlined in the Climate and Equity Plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, this is just you know a major step in the right direction of reducing the net zero emissions by 2050. As Ben, you mentioned, I mean, there's evidence to support climate change is real, climate change is happening, we're in the midst of it. And um, the fact that this plan has been adopted into the city's comprehensive plan, like I mentioned previously, just kind of 
solidifies the fact that this plan is not just going to be what, you know, municipalities kind of get a bad rap sometimes of putting all this effort into these plans, into these strategies. And it's not even municipalities. It could be any organization. But sometimes there's a lot of work that goes into it and then nothing happens. So the follow through with this um, to address greenhouse gas emissions and reduce their impact is that it's been adopted into the comprehensive plan. So I think that's just a great motivator and push in the right direction to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And just to back up, for people who don't know what the comprehensive plan is, this is like a city-wide, like sort of the playbook for the city for the foreseeable future and like how they want to invest resources, time, energy, and money. And having this climate equity plan as a part of that comprehensive plan makes it even more likely that they're going to follow through on things on this uh, in the plan. Daisy, you got another one about these 10 big ideas. Yeah, so the plan also has 10 big ideas identified to help achieve those objectives. For instance, one is titled Green Job Accelerator and another Healthy Home Energy Upgrades. Is there one of these big ideas that Clean Wisconsin really advocated to include and can i just jump in quick too and just encourage listeners like we're not going to be able to talk about all 10 probably Mm -hmm. on this entire episode well maybe i don't know but there are 10 here we'll have them listed in the show notes and linked in the show notes as well but they're all really interesting and they're just bullet points in this pamphlet that i have in front of me and even online they're only like short paragraphs but i'm really excited to hear more about like specific ones that you all are excited about too can we go back to the other question related to the green jobs i don't think i answered that uh, yeah, yep, emissions. yep. Uh, the one that says the Green Jobs Accelerator? Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the 10 big ideas. Yeah, Talk yeah. a bit more, like, that sounds like one that you all are really excited about, the Green Jobs Accelerator. We're excited, definitely excited about it. And I think it's not just us, you know, everyone talking about environmental movement, talking about preparing for solar panel installations and um, heat pumps and just ways in which they can retrofit their homes. There is definitely a gap in, like, the workforce available for these green jobs. Mm. I believe the city needs to invest in growing the market of skilled workers, especially those that are, you know, people of color, underrepresented underserved um, populations that would not only, you know, boost household income, but it could even expand the workforce and support this whole clean energy transition to help control costs and inflation. There was a study done uh, or a recent analysis by our Clean Wisconsin Science Director that states that people of color are more um, likely to be exposed to particulate matter and, you know, living next to areas of environmental toxicity. I think it's important to reduce the racial inequities and train this workforce that's eager to work in these competitive green jobs. Yeah, green jobs accelerator, the healthy homes. I think you even talked about that in terms of resiliency. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot on here. It's like kind of a bit overwhelming at first for me to think about the city addressing all of these, you know, but yeah. like it's also very exciting to know that it's part of their their overall plan and there's uh, great organizations helping the city achieve those plans and those big ideas. So it seems like uh, a lot of these goals would require or these ideas would require major green energy investment on behalf of We Energies, which is like our primary energy provider. And We Energies, as we know, like listeners might have learned, that We Energies hasn't kept up with its own goals when it comes to renewable energy and investments in renewable. How do you feel about the role of like private corporations in helping us achieve some of these goals, like achieving net zero and clean electricity, for example, which is number seven on the big ideas. You know, We Energies has stated commitment to net zero emissions, but their actions don't reflect the urgency um, in meeting these goals. So um, over the pandemic, they saw billions of dollars in profits. And even through the pandemic, with all of these profits, you know, people struggled. I believe it's imperative that 
corporations like We Energies or other private corporations invest not only the money, but invest in changing their way that they operate in order to address the climate change impact, in which often cases they're significant contributors to. Um, so uh, meaningful corporate action, what does that mean? And in, uh, in addition to, again, investing money, making the change in the way that they in their production, you know, alternative measures of materials and whatnot, reducing their own consumption and waste, um, they need to be take full responsibility for their own climate footprint. So again, it's imperative. We see a lot of private corporations, they have their sustainability interests, plans, their mm-hmm. their ideas to reduce their own car- carbon footprint. But I, I don't see that much transparency in the work that they do. So again, I think they can play a key role. They have these robust um, networks where they can actually influence policy change. They can influence the the way other people operate as well. So I think that they should be not only held responsible, but actually take full action on their uh, impact in climate change. I'm just thinking about a common theme on Bridges City. We've had over 100 episodes. We have a couple thousand subscribers, right? So people have been listening, hopefully, for a little bit. And one thing that I think our listeners probably hear often when we talk about challenges we face in the city of Milwaukee, often our hands are tied as a city, metaphorically speaking, obviously, because of our relationship with the state. And folks in Madison, in particular, the Republican-led state legislature. Clean Wisconsin is a statewide organization. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how can we achieve this plan without support from the state? First question. And then what type of advocacy happens at the state level uh, through Clean Wisconsin? You know, the topic of shared revenue has been huge. And the provisions and the way that the shared revenue bill affects, you know, city and Milwaukee city of Milwaukee, county of Milwaukee, as compared to other regions in the state, is it's not equitable, you know. There's been steps in the right direction, but I think a lot of work remains to be done. And at the state level, you know, a lot of the work, some it seems that these legislators, the assembly leaders, the, they listen to their constituents. I was just reading an article by Urban Milwaukee, I believe, on like that was released earlier this week on the, the shared revenue. Um, you know, there's actual evidence that these legislators have changed their minds because they have listened to their constituents' commentary. A lot of people spend their time going to the Joint Finance Committee meetings and providing their own personal testimony. I went to my first one a couple months ago, and I'm going to be honest, that was, I don't know, it was rough. It was rough to sit through. <laughs> I was there for eight hours, and I did not get a chance to speak. But... <laughs> listening to other people's stories advocating in favor of this shared revenue um, reform was really um, invigorating and refreshing and it made those eight hours great so i think you know state at the state level work and change seems slow being in milwaukee it seems like we have we're treated differently as compared to the rest of the state but i think it's important to do the work at the ground level at the local level make action here now be loud, press the envelope, talk to your own elected officials, try to make the change at your own neighborhood and your own village and your own city and whatnot too, and press those leaders who will ultimately go to the city, to the state and talk to Clean Wisconsin. Tell us what do we need to do at the state level? We have our government affairs specialists. We have lobbyists on staff. We have our legal staff. How can we reach those voices, those powers that be at the state level and try to push the envelope there? Yeah, and it sounds like if we have any listeners who aren't in the city of Milwaukee, I don't know if we have many, but maybe friends or you know family or so on and so forth. It sounds like Clean Wisconsin's a good resource for them to get more involved and aware of like how to advocate to their legislators as well. I think sometimes too it's frustrating because like uh, some of these efforts to address climate change are like co-opted by the culture wars that happen. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of this one about like healthy homes and um, energy efficiency and like the push by Republicans to suggest liberals were trying to like steal your gas stove. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just like how often the the messaging is like kind of co-opted by this other like political desire to just distract and to like scare people in a way. So Bridges City is all about action. So Daisy has our last question, but I did want to, before we ask a last question, if there was any other ones you have. Yeah, I just want to go back to the question of, do you think that this plan could be executed without the state's support? It sounds like the answer was like, we yeah, need, we, we need, need state support. And, okay. you know, there's organizations like I would say, look for people to do maybe some more research. The Clean Economy Coalition of Wisconsin. Mm. So this is a coalition of other partners. Probably some moderate kind of like bipartisan yep, folks. Yep, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we're all working. It includes a variety of different partners all working towards, you know, reducing net zero emissions, green jobs, accelerators, you know, equitable environmental justice focus of it too. And that's kind of like focuses on the entire state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot, a lot of the work is being done in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is in the prime time right now to become a model for climate resilience um, that could be replicable not only in the entire state, but in the rest of the country. I mean, our stormwater management work that Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewerage District, like that's a model. I believe that's an internationally renowned model for stormwater oh, yeah. management modeling. That's in the city of Milwaukee. So that's kind of like the, out of all the negative things sometimes you hear in Milwaukee that you, there are rays of hope. There are not only without state support, but also without local support of other committed individuals, our residents, our community leaders, our grassroots organizations, and other nonprofit organizations, and even the private businesses. There are a lot of people that are, are we're all invested, we're all interested, we have, are authentically engaging amongst each other. So, you know, the plan, this, the plan is not just up to the city to implement, you know, they are in a, this opens up the doors for a lot of federal funding to come mm -hmm. about, and the city's Eco office, environmental collaboration office, collaborative office, they've been applying and working their butts off to get those federal dollars. But there's also a need to there also needs to be investment by the local partner stakeholders and residents too to achieve these plan these goals. Definitely. Nancy, if there's anything we haven't asked yet or anything else you want to make sure you include before we get into the last question? I would say, yeah, uh, when we you asked about the 10 big ideas, especially yeah. from a clean Wisconsin standpoint, resilient communities, there's a topic about building up resilience ambassadors. Yeah. Um, that's really, you know, resilient communities program. That's something that I would love to keep doing and to kind of enhance to not only build up our own capacity as an organization, but to build up like these residential leaders that have volunteered, this is all volunteer time that a lot of these neighborhood leaders have given to not only support our efforts, but to support adoption and implementation of these strategies. Like it's time for volunteers and committees and neighborhood associations to get paid for their work and to also fund positions that are competitively paid as well. Like mm -hmm. we said, the Green Jobs Accelerator, climate resiliency, I think it's a really important big idea that Clean Wisconsin will continue to um, support nature in the city, reducing urban heat island in effect too, uh, uh, improving the tree canopy. There's mm -hmm. like a, the Branch Out Milwaukee Network. That's a group of people working around increasing the tree canopy and how doing that in a way that you're getting neighborhood engagement from the front end before you actually just go in it and say, I'm going to plant these trees and good luck you know yeah. so i think uh, a lot of this a lot of these strategies are great for the environment great for uh to reduce climate uh impact for underserved populations but they also it's imperative to lead with a community focused approach as well so we need these um community organ based organizations to lead the way in those conversations with residents 
Love that. And yeah, I, number 10 is the resilience ambassadors on this 10 big ideas list. And so it might be easy for people to like kind of look over because it's the last one on the list. But from Bridge the City's perspective, we're all about action, getting people involved in their community. And this is like a Bridge the City ideal big idea, right? It's like people in their community getting involved, uh, making neighborhoods and homes more resilient and like kind of more grassroots. That's what Mm -hmm. the podcast is all about. And that actually brings us to our last question, which is the classic about action steps. Go ahead, Daisy. Yeah. So Ben mentioned that Bridge the City is all about action. One of the things that makes our podcast unique is that every episode ends with tangible action steps for our listeners and how to get involved and make a difference in the community what are some action steps you have for our listeners or something they can do right now or in the immediate future i say in general for even people in the city of milwaukee or outside of milwaukee become a member of clean wisconsin get signed up on our email list you get regular action alert items on policy changes not only that could be local but then also statewide how you can push your legislators to make a positive change for environmentalism and i also say it's very important just stay knowledgeable stay educated read the articles read you know books read Talk to your local nonprofit organization. Go to the Urban Ecology Center. Just maintain some sort of consistency on your learning on the climate, the impact of climate change. Um, you know, the word climate change is such a broad term sometimes, and people fail to see how it it's immediately impacting their lives. But as Ben mentioned, go walk outside right now. Like that hazard air quality is not just a result of the Canadian wildfires, but then also like ozone pollution and um, you know all of this particulate matter that's just been growing and affecting the ozone layer um you know basement backups traditionally if your basement's flooding you might need to address stormwater management on your home install contact clean wisconsin if you live on the north side to get a free rain barrel a rain garden storm garden or even a stormwater tree the um that's only on the north side Currently from Clean Wisconsin on the north side, but Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewerage District may also be able to provide assistance and resources. I think that's who we got our rain barrel from. Cool. And I know the 16th Street Community Health Center does a lot of uh, education around flood management and mitigation. Nice. And that's on the south side. That's on the south side. Um, If your bills are coming up three, four or five hundred bucks a month in in the wintertime, which is like wild to me. That's energy burden. If anything, if you pay over 6% of your income into your utility bills, that's energy burden. That's advocate for yourself. Call We we Energies. There's low-income programs available, but you kind of have to advocate for yourself. Let your neighbors know about all of this work, too. You know, a lot of of these things that I've come across, I I just think to myself, dang, I had no idea that there was, that that is an impact of climate change before, Mm -hmm. you know, or like growing up, I did not know all of these things are affecting my community's resiliency Mm -hmm. so um i think you know demanding change is also very imperative so know who your older person is know who your county board supervisor is go to a common council meeting demand change take the opportunity to stand up in front of the board and um, provide testimony on a specific topic you know adoption of the plan that took a lot of community organizing community presence testimony i believe like over 50 people provided testimony at the finance and personnel meetings so um People can make a difference, and you're not alone. Like, this is a big, large group effort. So I think getting in touch with not only your elected officials, but other nonprofits like Clean Wisconsin, um, Urban Ecology Center, Nearby Nature, 16th Street Community Health Center. Again, Milwaukee's in the prime time right now to make meaningful environmental justice change for the better. So. Nice. Well, Nancy, you are the ideal Bridge of City guest because you didn't give us just one action step. You gave us a whole <laughs> list <laughs> that will all be linked in the show notes as usual. 
So Nancy, thank you so much for being on Bridge the City. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Bridge the City. Thank you to Nancy and Clean Wisconsin for all your work to improve the way our state responds to climate change. Remember, if you liked what you heard here and want to support, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash bridge the city. For as little as $4.14 a month, you can keep us afloat. We're entirely volunteer run, and so every patron makes a huge difference. But even if you can't support us financially, you can still share our podcast with friends and family, follow us on social media, and as always, reach out and let us know how you have helped bridge the city. Bridge the city.